The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. All rise. Welcome to the Cyber Law and Business Report. Get the top story on the hot-button Internet legal topics of the day. This is your home for the latest on Internet law and policy. Hear the latest net trends impacting business and have your questions answered right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report. Now, please welcome your host, the founder of the Internet Law Center, Bennett Kelly. Good morning, and please be seated. It's great to have you here. We have a great show today. We're going to be talking about the controversial California um, social networking privacy bill, and we're going to be talking to Mr. Startup, um, the founder of Startup.com, in our second half hour. So, um, but before I start, um, Roscoe, I just want to warn you. Um, you might want to be careful about overstating things because we're the nicest people on earth. Well, that <laughs> I mean, was, nobody is a lawyer well, after all. But uh, <laughs> well, let's just say what I just said was something that the podcast audience will not get to hear. But I did make an announcement to you know direct people into our chat room to do a little more interaction because I said that we were some of the most friendliest people on earth. So you should come. Okay, okay. I, I think we can defend that with the FTC. But in any event, it's great to have you here. Um, we had a little technical problem with the podcast for last week, and um, due to some you know, technical glitch, um, the, the actual um, recording has been lost. Yeah. Um, even though the most profound insights known to man were made during that one-hour segment, um, unfortunately, we would not be able to retrieve them. But um, yeah. you know, there were some things we did cover um, that we, I, I'll highlight today, and we'll also have um, John Ferrar um, back um, he was quite an entertaining guest um, talking about um, his new product, Nimble, which is kind of a social networking aggregating tool. And so we look forward to having John back. Um, and one thing, we, we had some follow-up information um, from our two shows ago. You may recall we had um, people from the, the Greater Chattanooga Chamber of Commerce to talk about their new designation as the fastest internet city in the U.S. And we were talking during that time just about relative bandwidth speeds within the United States versus um, compared to the world. And um, I cited a statistic that I wasn't quite sure of, and I I wanted to just make clear um, and give you the exact information. Um, We were talking about comparing the United States um, download speed to that of Japan um, in terms of how long would it take to um, download um, 30 MRIs. And um, according to the calculations I did at one point, it would take the, at an average US broadband speed um, compared to that in Japan, um, it would take 43 minutes to download the 40, um, the 30 MRIs in Japan. Um, whereas in the United States, um, it would take, um, it would take how long? Let's see. It would take seven hours, nearly seven hours to transfer um, the 30 MRIs. And so to put that in context, that would the in Japan they would not only be able to download the 30 MRIs, um, which is important obviously in medical technology, but it would, it would leave them time to download all six Star Wars movies seven times. 
So um, that, that kind of should put it in context. And interestingly enough, the part of the reason why that was brought up was last week's show was also the, um, it was the birthday of Star Wars. So in today's birthday is um, turning 85 is none other than um, Andy Griffith. And um, I'm not going to whistle <laughs> the theme song, to, but um, he's definitely a, an icon to all of us, and we wish him a happy birthday. So um, go ahead, Brasco. <laughs> so anyway, um, for those of you who are unfamiliar, there's a bill pending in the California State Assembly um, that would um, establish a baseline standard for um, privacy for social networking sites. And it's been introduced by the Assistant Majority Leader in California, um, Senator Corbett. And the, um, the bill, which is known as the Social Networking Privacy Act, um, actually came up for a vote last week. And the vote was 16 ayes, 16 nays, and 8 um, not voting. And the way the work, things work in um, Sacramento, as well as in a number of state legislators, is that you ha- um, there are certain deadlines um, legislation has to um, pass be- in order to con- continue being considered. And this Friday is the deadline for any bill in California to pass out of the House in which it was introduced. So those bills introduced in the Assembly have to be voted on by the Assembly and passed. And then bills in the Senate, the same, same thing has to be voted on the Senate and passed the Assembly. And then the other body considers it. And there's some, some to an extent, sometimes the, uh, the bills do just get kicked to the other side to let them to consider and clean up. But um, so this bill actually drew quite a lot of attention. Um, the, all the major social media sites have uh, expressed strong opposition to the bill, and, and as well as some of the major um, tech groups, such as TechNet, um, who was um, supposed to be, we'd hoped would be joining us today, um, as we also had spoken to um, Senator Corbett's office, who um, also we had hoped might be able to join us today. But as it turns out, the revote on the bill is today. And so as we speak, um, they would, or very shortly thereafter, we, California Assembly will be voting on the Social Networking Privacy Act. And so the question is, is whether Senator Corbett can get the sufficient votes to push it um, to the, um, the Assembly um, by the Friday deadline. And the indications I'm hearing from Senator Corbett's office is they believe they have the votes to do so. Um, but there has been a very strong opposition by the social networking sites. But it does raise a question. You know, at what point is there a baseline? And, and who sets that baseline? Is that set at the state level or is that set at the national level? And so Senator Corbett has actually triggered a national debate over what, are, what should the privacy standards be for social networking sites. And you know, frankly, you know, the social networking sites haven't necessarily helped themselves in this front because they've also um, you know, had a number of privacy glitches and the, you know, the frequent changes to the Facebook privacy policy, I think, has caused some consternation among some that um, you know, people's, people's or may, may be... Um, may not have full control over their information or, um, or, or maybe that um, they're, they're not given the opportunities they have to control their privacy. And so that, you know, there has been a lot of frustration expressed both in Washington and state capitals. So this is the first major battle, I think, at a, at, on the national level 
um, regarding um, what should be the appropriate privacy standards specific to social media sites. And um, it turns out that um, what we've seen is a, a strong exercise of, of political power in Sacramento by the social media sites um, to actually you know, give um, a, the assistant majority leader uh, a setback on the Senate floor last week, um, although it, it appears she might be able to prevail this week. So um, look in the papers um, this week to see whether or not the bill passed. Um, but it's definitely one to keep on watching. We will keep reporting on what happened going forward. And um, and hopefully um, Senator Corbett's office has indicated that you know, once this bill does pass, their, office, their schedule will be a little better. And um, we definitely hope to have TechNet on. Uh, they're, they're a very interesting organization. And they do a lot in social policy in um, both Washington and in California and other states. So that's um, unfortunate. We, the, <laughs> the timing, our timing isn't necessarily the most opportune, given that um, the bill is actually being considered as we speak. But uh, we definitely will give you a full briefing on what happens. And we'll have um, people from the, the, the various constituencies to talk about what happened. Now, there's another major development that has happened that we, um, we hope to have guests on um, later, the, later on in um, the next couple of weeks, is that the FTC is revisiting uh, a document that is known as the online advertising, um, or excuse me, known as the dot-com disclosure guidelines. And um, it provides very detailed instructions and examples as to how um, items may be um, displayed and um, disclaimers may be made um, in for online um, media. And so it recognizes that unlike a printed page where a consumer can see um, you know, basically the entire page, in online media you have the whole issue of scrolling. And so um, putting something at the bottom of the page and sometimes he's putting something out of mind. And the FTC is very um, often stresses that the key issues and disclaimers are that they be clear, um, that they be prominent, and more importantly, that they be proximate. And so where on a web page is it appropriate to include a disclaimer? And how can you um, possibly make a, a reference to a disclaimer that is proximate that also but refers to something further down the page and the um, the current dot com guidelines provide you know, extensive uh, examples of what is appropriate and what is not and um, last week the FTC announced that they're um, they're revisiting those um, guidelines and they're seeking um, comment from industry as to um, and and all interesting parties as to whether or not the these should be revisited and to what extent, you know, if that is true, what should be um, the appropriate changes. And so we have a very, um, very um, proactive or um, active, at least, um, FTC under um, the Obama administration. And now this is a you know, very important document and a very, and very important debate for the online community and definitely one that we should all be watching. Um, but it's also a useful device because um, this document provides a roadmap and, and, and very clear guidance for companies that operate online. And so and to the extent that the online environment is changing, you know, getting you know, clearer guidance from the FTC in some of these newer areas definitely could be helpful. And so I'd be curious to know what, what you if what you think about these 
um, guidelines if any of you have reviewed them before and um, whether you um, what do you think there should be changes and to the extent that you know, our listeners are planning on making comments please let us know what what, you, what those comments are and be happy to um, feel free to forward them our way um, we definitely want to get a debate on this and we hope to have someone from the FTC on um, to discuss this as well you may remember from our first show we had Chris Olson who was the um, deputy director of um, privacy um, at the FTC and so um, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get another um, top-notch um, guest from the FTC to talk about this um, later on this month hopefully so those are two major developments um, I have no word yet uh, if their vote has happened on the Corbett bill but um, I, I, my bet is that it will pass which then means we will have a very interesting battle over the next couple of weeks in the um, California Assembly and um, you know, one thing that's always been interesting is that you know, over the years is the tech community has been criticized for being sufficiently involved in policy, um, particularly at, at, and at the state level. And I actually recall being at a, a tech policy summit where um, a major officer of one um, tech company bragged that they paid no attention to Washington and our policy because you know, they're not going to affect my business. Well, I think um, when, when California passed their spam law, and the whole nation had to take notice because it would have totally shut down commercial email. Uh, I think we all realized that not only can Washington you know, affect our business, but so can Sacramento, um, Providence, um, you, know, you name it, Austin, any capital we can think of can have a dramatic impact to the extent that its regulations have um, reached outside their borders. So um, we're definitely seeing uh, an evolution in the industry in terms of its activism at, at the state level and um, so far they scored a win in round one uh, even though 16-16 sounds like a tie but when it means that the bill doesn't advance that's that's a win for the industry and um, and also what's interesting is it's been the extent to which there's been cohesion um, this has been an opportunity for um, some start you know some startup um, social networking site to try to distinguish themselves as a white hat compared to other social networking sites, but they more or less all fell online. And so um, that's also a sign of a maturing industry, I think. But um, we will see what happens going forward. And there's definitely going to be a lot of debate about this, as this is, if, assuming this does pass, and we'll just have to take it from there. Um, Brasco, should we take a break now? Brasco, you there? Do, I, do you want me to let you know why I just missed the commercial break? Why is that? Because Darren and Brandy uh, just came back into the office and we had to come him, in we gave him right in the middle house. of the show. Right when we go to break. <laughs> um, so let's just do this. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. 
Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today. As you know, being an expert at f- what did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f- Whoa. You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language. Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Shopping for the best e-commerce tips, tricks, and techniques? Looking for better ways to push your product out of your online store? Watch your shopping cart overflow because you found the e-com experts. The Ecom experts show you what you need to know to be a successful online retailer. Learn their search marketing strategies, their web marketing wisdom, and their calculated conversion measures. Ecom experts, Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. And we're back. And, um, Brasco, thank you for that information. Um, and I guess the fact that um, Darren and Brandy kind of run the business allows them that, that liberty. <laughs> Are they still there? Yeah, but the thing is, they don't do that as much as the, you know... It sometimes we're just so busy with other things because well now we have a conference we run, so like they don't like you weren't around you know back in like two thousand six two thousand seven where you know they would just come in randomly and just kind of like just berate the berate a program right in the middle of it okay they would just like come right in and just like interrupt ah for the hell of it. Well, we appreciate the interruption. Glad to have you guys. And um, so earlier we were talking about the California um, social media privacy bill and um, still no word yet whether that vote has occurred but um, I just shift gears a little bit and, t- and share an experience um, I had last last week um, regarding a um, kind of a um, CRM solution software that I, that I was looking into um, that's that's used by a, a lot of um, legal practitioners and um, the software was actually called um, Houdini ESQ. And I tried to download, well, actually I was able to download the software. The issue was whether I was able to install it. And an interesting point was that I kept trying to install it, but it said that the, the port was blocked and I needed um, to do something, some kind of configuration to enable it to um, access a port. And I went through the process of actually updating my my firewall and doing all these other settings and then I researched on the internet and found that there was a solution. It was a 14-page solution that involved getting a um, static 
IP address and a dynamic DNS address. And it was just way complicated and far more than I was willing to invest in terms of my time. And so the, the software, though, was highly regarded. So I sent a note to their tech support saying, um, listen, you know, you, why is your software so hard to install? Um, you know, I'm very interested in the product, but you know, if I can't get this installed today, I'm going to move on to another vendor. And then here's where it gets interesting. The response I got was, well, why don't you just move on? Because it really isn't that hard to install. And I was just taken aback by just the, um, the insolence of the response. And I, I asked, well, are you, are you always that snarky with your customers? And well, frankly, do you think that's a successful business model by more or less talking down and insulting your customers? But um, they, they more or less said, hey, you know, we have 30,000 installs or however many the number was, and um, you know, other people seem to figure it out. If you can't, that's your problem. And, um, and it probably is more than you need. It's probably, probably a better product. We're too big for you or something like that. And it was just kind of an interesting experience to actually see um, how tech support, which is largely considered technical-oriented, um, people don't realize that you know, our tech support operation of your business is also your marketing aspect. And here, with um, Houdini ESQ seems to be marketing, was um, indifference to the customer. And so I, I just said, I said, listen, um, you know, I, I, I hope you guys are successful with that approach, but I, I tend to think that that's going to backfire. So um, keep in mind that when we have our operations, obviously you got to think about all aspects of the operation. Everyone represents the company. And, um, whether, and that's not just a legal issue. That's obviously a profitability issue. And so it just was just an interesting experience. I don't know for those of you, uh, any practitioners out there who have worked with Houdini ESQ, um, what, what experience you've had with the software in terms of the installation or success after installation. But we're going to have in a few minutes um, Gonzalo Azuega. Um, and he is Mr. Startup. Um, and the reason why I say that is, uh, one, he's the founder of Startups.com. And, um, but he's been involved with startups um, for a number of years. Um, and it's, it's always interesting. Um, I hear people um, talk about um, back in the day, and they're always talking about some. Um, they're talking about something that happened a couple of years ago. Well, if you look at Gonzago's um, history, um, he's been back in the day when there really was a day. I mean, he's been involved in the internet um, since before the dot-com crash. He's written. He's actually written the book on the internet. He's been um, widely published um, throughout Latin America on um, internet marketing, and so he's. He's an expert extraordinaire on this issue, but he's devoted a lot of times to startups. Um, he had killer startups first, which was an, an interesting listing service um, explaining um, here's some up-and-coming companies that have great applications and, and why we think this will be okay. a killer. And um, But also he has um, – um, let me add him to the chat. And then we'll have him with you right in a second. Um but he also, since then, now has founded um, um, Startups.com, which I'll let you talk, let him talk about, which is actually kind of like a Groupon for startups. Thank you for joining us. I, I hope the intro um, um, was was uh, mostly accurate. Um, did, I, did I leave out anything significant? 
<laughs> well, I think you kind of overdo it, but <laughs> hope not. But yeah, no, um, I've been involved with internet startups since the last 15 years, but maybe I was in the wrong region. Um, the, the reason why I'm saying that is because I've been involved. I'm from Argentina myself and down in South America, and I started in... 95 actually uh, working in Novell in San Jose in California but then I, I went back to Argentina for a number of years and in 96 I started a directory for the Latin American region which later became um, a portal and a search engine which we sold in 1999 um, to Terra Lycos. And that, that was, was my, kind of the, wasn't that the first major Latin um, search engine? Um, not really because I was very young. I was like, I start, I got started when I was like, um, 25 at that time. And mm -hmm. I have no idea what I was doing. Um, actually the internet was only 30,000 internet users in Argentina at that time. Um, but, but no, not really. Um, we were very bootstrap. And since then I got involved with the bootstrap movement with the frugal thing and the way of making things cheap that now has a cool name, which is says lean startup kind of thing. We have been doing lean startups over the last 15 years. We call it uh, with no money. You got to bootstrap everything and you got to be resourceful in order to get your goals going. So what is startups.com? Well, um, startups.com... It is simply, if you can put it as a Groupon for site owners. We and offer a discount for people who own a website. And, and how has it been received? Well, so far, so far so good. We, we're very happy that TechCrunch covered our upcoming launch. That was um, two weeks ago. So we got uh, over 10,000 people who sign up for our daily deals by email, and it's been growing since then. We are just brand new. We launched it two weeks ago, so, but the reception is, is, is fairly good. It's very interesting because um, most of the people that I talk to, like they are in their 20s or in their 30s, and they are involved with the internet startup scene, they say, well, finally, we got something for us because... My girlfriend get it, my sister get it, my mom gets uh, deals and coupons from Groupon, but, you know, I'm doing uh, business. I'm taking risk every day in order to have my website up and running, but we got to pay full price. That's why we came up with kind of a motto that drives us every day that says, Internet entrepreneurs should never pay retail again. And that's, that's exactly what we're trying to achieve every day. And and so if I'm a vendor that that might service you know internet entrepreneurs, um, the appeal to me of of working with you is that I'm getting potentially up and coming companies. Right. No. No. Not not only up and coming companies. Um, that's more the killer startup.com kind of thing that we do and in the company. But startups.com basically you get clients and you get exposure because we run only one day. Uh, per, the, uh, per day, one, one deal per day. So basically our 10,000 subscribers get the word out about your company. Maybe you don't need it if you are Google AdWords, but if you are a bunch of other entrepreneurs who are creating new services 
you need the bus out, you need clients, you need people to kick the tire, you need people to try your service, you need people to um, visit your site and give you feedback about if they find it interesting, if it's not what is interesting or not. So you can iterate. So at the beginning, we are targeting more merchants that are not that well known, which ho hopefully will become like, I don't know, 90% of our merchants that we mm -hmm. feature in, on startups.com. Because there are not that many brand, big brand names out there. What's today's deal? Today's deal is an awesome deal. You get 99designs.com, which is uh, outsourcing and crowdsourcing for graphic designs. You only pay 9 bucks and you get a $50 credit on 99design. Wow. And then, so uh, um, I should sign up and offer a tire kicking, tire kicking service? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you should. We got a we got an affiliate program going on, so yeah, sure. Give it a shot. Tell me about the affiliate program. How's that going? Well, the, the thing is, we 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 haven't started um, a large scale for small affiliates. We are setting up for large companies who have huge traffic and audience, like in the hundreds of thousands of visitors per day. Um, that's one way, like a, we call it an affiliate. But if you subscribe and you start using startups.com and you like it so much, you can share. Um, a special link that we give you when you register with your friends. So whenever they buy um, within 10 days, you get $10 in credit for your f future purchases. There is a, a, a fine print there, but pretty much every time a friend of yours buys the first time, you get credit $10. Now, startup.com also has a blog kind of a community where if basically people brainstorm, correct? Well, um, I'm not sure what you're talking about. We uh, we used to have a Q&A section, like an answer where yes. people can share and ask questions. We launched that a year ago, but didn't work out as we expected. We didn't um, get momentum, so we got a pivot. And the pivot, it's the result of our pivoting, it's basically um, daily deals for site owners. So you're, you're correct, but that's what we used to do over the last year. But not, I mean, you still have that section on the site, but startups.com right now offers daily deals. Daily uh, deals. Basically, we didn't manage to make it work. But do you think if you, if you actually get more traffic because of the deals, that might also generate more activity in terms of the Q&A? Well, uh, <clears throat> in my 15 years of experience, um, it's very hard to pull together several initiatives at the same time. And believe me, from afar, running a daily deal site seems like a very easy thing to do, but it's really not at all. Um, a lot of things that you need to take care of in order to offer uh, a successful experience for our users, to have merchants satisfied and everything. So maybe your, your reason is correct, but we're not going to explore that opportunity. We're just going to focus all our energies in the the daily deal side. We are a very small company here, Ben. We're only ten people, and we gotta do a lot of stuff. Believe me, very complicated to run this business. Well, where are you based? We are based in South America. We got um, a small office in Uruguay, and we operate from there. Now, um, you in your there there are a few people that have your level of experience in the internet. And and so I got to imagine, and in, in dealing with startups, they're, they're constantly trying to pick pick your brain on things. Um, what's what's one of the more frequent things that people ask you? 
Okay, we're going to take a short break, and uh, while our, our master um, of disaster, Brasco, figures this out, and um, we'll be back with um, Gonzalo Arzuaga and um, Mr. Startup himself. Thank you. Stay tuned for more of the Cyber Law and Business Report after this brief recess for our sponsors. into new heights of ranking and revenue with a search engine-friendly online shopping cart that's ready for liftoff. Introducing Ascender Cart. Ascender Cart optimizes your shopping cart with easy-to-use SEO tools that will help build keywords, titles, and tags for top search engine rankings. Get all of the advantages of having a shopping cart on your site and monitor your progress with regular reports in just a click. Prepare to launch your shopping cart to the top of the search engines with Ascender Cart. Learn more about what Ascender Cart can do for you at AscenderCart.com. A-S-C-E-N-D-E-R-C-A-R-T.com. MySEOTool.com is your all-in-one SEO management resource. MySEOTool.com makes it easy to optimize and oversee all of your SEO efforts. Line-by-line detailed reports help you identify any problems and show you how to fix them. MySEOTool.com is completely automated. Once you use it, you will see a rise in your search rankings and traffic. Try MySEOTool risk-free today. Go to MySEOTool.com. MySEOTool.com. Looking for answers that will accelerate and advance your online store or website? You have made it to the Merchant Help Desk, presented by AscenderCart.com. Our hosts and expert guests will break down ways to succeed in your online marketing operation. Get your questions answered on subjects like SEO for e-commerce, legal issues, PCI compliance, and more. Merchant Help Desk, presented by AscenderCart.com. Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. The best gavel-to-gavel legal news and information on the net is right here. This is the Cyber Law and Business Report, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. We are back with Mr. Startup Gonzo Arzuega. Gonzo, um, I think we clarified the technical problems. Can you hear me okay? Absolutely. Thank you so much, Bennett. Oh, thank you. Now, Gonzo, um, I was asking you that you, know, you have, and an, very few people have your level of experience in the internet, and you're working in a field with startups every day. And I was wondering, you, you must get, the people must pick your brain all the time. and. I was wondering, what are some of the questions they, they ask you the most? Well, um, most of the people that I get in touch with, they are looking forward to move um, to their first startup, internet startup. Mm-hmm. And out of all the things that the complicated startup universe, they want to get their word out. That's pretty much how do we get you know people to know about us, to hear about us. And that's kind of a complicated um, sort of answer because... There is no one magic wand that will give you your your desire and your wish automatically. And you got to put hard work. And many times it is a long work in terms of months or maybe years until you become sort of well known. Um, But people people believe that there is a shortcut. And 
unfortunately, that is not. You got to put hard work for a long period of time. And if you're out there listening and you're trying and, you know, brainstorming about going on your own and creating an internet startup because you read a lot of uh, stories of success, overnight success, let me tell you, it is hardly ever an overnight success. You got to put years, maybe you got to commit to three to five years before deciding if there is a business or not. It is not that you create a website and two days later you decide, wow, the business is booming. It, it, it doesn't work that way. And so um, in your, your new site, startups.com, basically enables people to do two things. One, obviously get the word out for vendors, but two, um, enables them to um, do, operate their startup at, at, a, at a better margin. Right. Um, one of the things that we discover is that internet entrepreneurs are frugal, which we love. But the thing is, sometimes we are so frugal that we don't see that a little bit of an investment will take you a lot farther away. And one of the things that we have seen with killer startups where we review um, every day, we review uh, potentially upcoming internet startups, we see the freemium model going forward. It is very, getting more and more common because it's more complicated and more expensive to get new users to try your service. So a free trial, it is a commonplace today, which is, was not five years ago. So the freemium model, it is awesome for new um, companies to get um, new customers with, uh, without risking anything. But sometimes it is not enough, the features that they offer in the free version, that that's where startups.com comes in. Because we let you know every day of a new tool that you might, maybe you haven't heard of. And it is really powerful to help you grow your business. So what we're doing is to bring in down the level of um, risk that is involved. Like, let's say you, there is a tool that you might consider buying, but not at a, I don't know, a thousand dollars a year price because it's too steep. But how about 99 bucks? Maybe you give it a shot and you see if you want it and if you like it. And for, for those internet startups as ourselves out there, we give them 30 days money back guarantee. So give it a shot. If you don't like it, you, um, we give you your money back, but if you do, you got a fantastic deal. We're, we're aiming at 70, 80, even to 90% off Bennett. It's not jump change in terms of a, um, a discount. So give it a shot, go for it, use it, buy it, get, you know, to know the full extension of the power of the tool that there is being offered and see by yourself. You got 30 days. If you're not satisfied, we give you the money back. You, at least you give it a shot. That's on the, you know, on the, on the buyer side. And on the merchant side, it is a risk-free opportunity to get new customers, new paying customers. Um, you'll get exposure, you get your name out there, you get visitors, you'll get people to try for free, but also you get paid customers. So you're going to be making money out of a deal with startups.com. So it's kind of a, what excites me the most here is that our two constituencies, the merchants and the final users, really getting a good deal out of it and that's you know that's that's a unique value proposition for both of them now i, I gotta tell you guys i'm a big fan and uh, we, we mentioned we talked about this briefly earlier uh, but one you know I, I get i get the killer startups newsletter every day and um you know i actually have used a lot of the apps that you guys highlight and you know, i'm definitely i just signed up for startups.com and i'm definitely watching what you guys have there and so, I mean, for those of you who are in this space, um, Gonzo seems to have you know, kind of got his pulse on 
the new emerging um, technologies and companies and um, you know he's also tapped the, the whole freemium model and um, you know I just think that you're, you're definitely a, a, a key pulse point for the internet today and I don't know if anyone else has told you that but um, where, where do you get your funding? Well you wouldn't believe this but we started in 07 um, with a very small influx of cash, like we were talking about $50,000 from a friend that became an, an, an investor and shareholder in the company. Very experienced internet, um, internet business guy. Matias did the sign, was also very familiar with in the internet in Latin America, but now he's running healthcare.com and he's running all the uh, interesting businesses and he saw the opportunity with Killer Startups. The thing is, over the last four years, Killer Startups evolved as a blog covering the internet startup scene, but that's a different business model. We get traffic and then we get advertising money. But here it is different. This is a different business model. That's why we saw the opportunity to launch startups.com. And let me tell you, the reaction so far has been awesome. And people are writing to us suggesting, hey, you might be, you know, it's good. I'd like to buy a deal from, I don't know, MailChimp. Go talk to them and you know, put us together and get a good deal because I want to try them, but it's too expensive. Give me, give me a good deal for, I don't know, six months or a year, I will try them. And otherwise, I will never try it. And I think it's an awesome opportunity for also for merchants. And that's the value proposition. It makes sense for all of them. Now, now Gonzo, are you doing any um, you know, trade shows or um, speaking gigs where people can learn more about um, startups.com? Um. Well, not really, but one, one a funny thing is that in my future life, um, I want to be a motivational speaker. Um, okay. The, the thing is, um, I also like languages, and I went to Brazil to study um, Portuguese. I went to Belgium to study French, and I went to China to study Chinese, so I can be a motivational speaker in five languages. And um, But you know, it's, it's a long shot for now, but, um, but no, I'm, I'm available uh, sort of to evangelize about the awesomeness of becoming an internet entrepreneur. I've been doing that for 15 years and it is a, it's a way of life kind of thing. Will you be at Affiliate Summit? Uh, I'm not sure, not sure, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm really open to go and, and, and share my experience with people. Maybe some out there will get a useful insight or some valuable tips, not what to avoid. Uh, I've been doing it one-on-one, -on -one, people to contact me and email me or or message me, and and I try to be the, the help as helpful as I as I can. But you know, there is also a limited resource. But um, yeah, I'm really open to 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 promote the, all the internet startup um, scene here. That'd be great. And also, just so you know, Web, Web, Webmaster Radio sponsors um, and organizes a, a show called Afcon, um, mm -hmm. you know, which is very affiliate oriented. And um, I hope you might consider uh, stopping in there. It's it's going to be in Miami this fall, and so mm -hmm. you know if if you make it, who knows? Maybe we can we can hook you up with LeBron. And uh, but I hope definitely hope you keep <laughs> us in mind. But I want to thank you for taking the time for joining us. Um, as you know, I'm a big fan. And for those of you listening, um, what's the best way to um to follow startups.com? Just register on the site. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you go, go to the site, subscribe, and start getting the daily deals. Um, you will see that within 10 days, you're going to get an offer that is going to be attractive to you. And that's, that's our value proposition. If after 10 deals, you, you see nothing that is interesting to you, 
maybe we 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 failed you and would like to hear from you. Um, if somebody wants to reach me out directly, you can reach me to Gonzo at startups.com and I'd be glad to be, you know, to to help him out. Gonzo, it's been a thrill. Thank you very much for joining us and um I hope you'll you'll come back again. But it Gonzo is definitely a, a wealth of information and um he seems to have his pulse on the direction of the internet. So everyone, I would keep your eye on him. And thank you again for joining us. Um, a couple of brief things before we leave. Um, you know, want to first of all welcome back the space shuttle Endeavor, which um, landed um, early this morning, um, and what uh, was its final mission? And um, welcome back, Mark Kelly, um, to terra firma and um, and life after the space shuttle. Um, in addition, um, today's a notable day um, and from a, a legal point of view. First of all, today's the date that um, Chief Justice um, Brandeis became the, the first um, Jewish Supreme Court Justice of the Supreme Court, so definitely uh, a, a positive day in advancement of civil rights. But today is also the day of the first, um, the, Tulsa became the first U.S. city um, to suffer an aerial attack, and that was part of a, a race riot that occurred 90 years ago today, and um, in which in which the um, it, the riot got so severe that um, planes were being used to drop incendiary devices on what was then known as Black Wall Street in Tulsa. So it was a very dark day and a very sad day in American history 90 years ago. But um, just the highlight has been a lot of attention lately to um, kind of revisiting what happened in Tulsa. It's often overlooked in the, the history of American civil rights. But um, just a reminder that um, nine years ago today, uh, it wasn't Pearl Harbor that was the first city to suffer an aerial attack. It was actually Tulsa, Oklahoma. But um, I'd like to thank all of you for joining us. Um, we will keep you updated on um, the um, California Social Network and Privacy Bill. I'm sorry we weren't able to uh, have any, either proponent or the opponent on today. It's just that the timing of the vote um, took them away from the show. But again, we want to thank Gonzo for joining us, and please stay in touch with him. He's he's a, he's a star, and um, I'm a big fan. But thank you all for joining us. Uh, I'm glad uh, you were able to be with us, and um, be sure to join us next week when we have Cyber Law and Business Report. Court is adjourned. <laughs>